Welcome to Breakthrough Prayer Podcast with Pastor Camille Sophia. Thank you for joining us today. We hope it gives you a reason to know that the time for transformation is here, and that time is now. Here is Pastor Camille Sophia. Let's go to the word Exodus 33. Exodus 33, grab your sword. We're going to bring this home very quickly. Preach with me so we can go home 30 minutes. Hallelujah. Then Moses said to the Lord, can we read alternatively, please? Then Moses said to the Lord, see, you say to me, bring up this people, but you've not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you've said, I know you by name and you've also found grace in my sight. Go ahead and read. Okay, because you're wearing masks, you're going to have to shout a little bit because everybody's muffled because everybody's masked up. All right. Okay. And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Verse 15. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight except you go with us so we shall be separate your people and I from all the people who are upon the face of the earth and he said please show me your glory But he said, you cannot see my face, for no man shall see me and live. So it shall be while my glory passes by, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and will cover you with my hand while I pass by. 23 and last, then I will... Bow your heads. Father, we thank you for the anointing that makes preaching easy. Let glory fall in this house. As I decrease in Jesus' name, I pray. Somebody give God glory. Give him 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 glory. Somebody give him glory. Give him glory. Give him glory. Give him the glory. Give him the glory. Give him the glory. Somebody give him glory in this house. Give him the glory in the house. Come on. You can't get tired. Give him the glory in this house. Something happened when you give him glory. Jesus, turn to your neighbor. Give your neighbor my sermon title. Lord, show me your glory. Turn to your neighbor and says, Lord, show me your glory. 
Come on, I give you a license to preach. Say it like you mean it. Lord, show me your glory. Come on, you got to say it like you mean it. Lord, show me your glory. I need to see your glory. Come on, come on, come on. You got to have an attitude when you're going to preach. Lord, show me your glory. You, some of you didn't come for nothing, so you're not going to receive nothing. But you see, those who came for something, take your preaching stand now and say, I come to receive. Those who come to receive, take your stand now. By way of homiletics, three points. Point number one, hungry for the glory. Anybody hungry for the glory? Amen. Point number two, position your temple for the glory. And point number three, his presence is important. By way of introduction, glory. What is glory? You see, God is so splendiferous that he is indescribable. In everything that he is and in everything that he does, God is greater than human description. Every attribute and action of God is stunningly beautiful in every way. Each characteristic of God and every accomplishment from his hand is totally perfect. The glory of God is the beauty of his spirit. It's not an aesthetic beauty or a material beauty, but it's the beauty that emanates from his character, from all that he is. The Hebrew word for glory is kabod, which means the weight and the worth of something. Therefore, the glory of God is the worthiness of God. It is the essence of God. It is the presence of God in the fullness of his attributes in some place or everywhere. Talking about the glory of God. Clap your hands and give God praise for his glory. But before I get into the message, allow me to give you a synopsis of the preceding chapters of Exodus in order to comprehend the text. You see, Exodus was written by Moses. We need to understand that prior to this meeting with the Lord, the Lord had done many mighty acts prior to chapter 33 of the book of Exodus. God revealed himself to him through the burning bush. We remember that. He witnessed the ten plagues which God unleashed upon Pharaoh and the Egyptians. He allowed a pillar of cloud to lead them by day and a cloud of fire by night. He experienced God sending manna from heaven to feed them. He experienced God allowing water to flow from the rock. We find that in Exodus chapter 17. Receiving of the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai. And when he went up to receive the Ten Commandments, there were thunderings and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain and the sound of a loud trumpet. And the mountain was covered in smoke and the Lord came down on Mount Sinai. 
In chapter 4, it was said that the glory of the Lord rested on the Mount Sinai and the cloud covered it for six days. And on the seventh day, he called out to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. And the Bible emphatically states that the sight of the glory was like a consuming fire on the top of the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain with the almighty God for 40 days and 40 nights. And now it brings me to my text. In the preceding verses, prior to verse 12 of Exodus 33, it is said that the Lord commanded Moses now to leave Sinai. Moses customarily spoke with God outside the camp. And I'm going somewhere. When Moses entered the tabernacle, the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle and the Lord spoke to Moses face to face. However, in verse 18 of Exodus 33, Moses requested for God to show him his glory. Which brings me to my first point, hungry for the glory. And verse 18 says, and he said, please show me your glory. You see, even though Moses had experienced God in more ways than one, it was still not good enough for him. One would think that he would have been satisfied with the burning bush. The parting of the Red Sea, the falling of the manna or the water proceeding from the rock. For Moses, it was not good enough. There was still a desire to experience the glory of God. You see, there was a hunger and a thirst for the glory of God. Moses just couldn't get enough of God. And one experience of the glory of God having us coming back for more. Because one experience with the glory of God make us awestruck. And that's why when Isaiah saw him in Isaiah 6, he said, woe is me for I am undone because my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. And even the seraphims cannot contain the glory and the presence of God. And that's why they cover their face and their wings. And as a believer, there should be a desire for the glory of God to be revealed in our lives. You see, we're living in a dispensation where the devil wants to cripple the church by hindering the manifestation of the glory of God. You see, the devil does not want the weight of God to come upon the house. He doesn't want the praise team to experience the glory. He doesn't want the deacon and the deaconess to experience the glory. He doesn't want the pastors and the bishop to experience the glory. He doesn't want the brethren to experience the glory. He works over time to hinder the move of God and to stop the flow of the anointing. Oh, glory be to God. Ah, but when you have an encounter like Moses, you're driven to go further. 
to experience God in a greater, greater, greater dimension. You desire more of God and so you want to get in the glory. Ah, just like Moses, you're saying, God, that is not good enough because I want more of you. I want a higher dimension of you. I don't want to stop when I just got saved and I feel goose pimples or goosebumps. But I want to get into another dimension where I am more than awestruck because I desire the move and the glory of the Almighty God. I need more. I need more God. I need more. You see, in order to experience the glory of God, we got to go after his holiness. You see, holiness is an attribute that God desires of every believer. God had intended for us to live in his presence. That's why in Psalm 91, he says, he that dwelleth in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the almighty power. God wants us to live in the secret place. And it's in the secret place that the glory of God is manifested. But some of us don't want to get in the secret place. Ah, But I'm going to dear this church to start to get in the secret place. You're not going to experience a greater move until you master the art of getting in the secret place. Good God Almighty, you got to start to obey His word and you got to activate spiritual discipline. Some of you don't want to fast, you don't want to turn down your pots, and you don't come to prayer. And that's why the demons that is uh, that is upon you from five years ago is still plaguing you because the devil want to drive you away from the presence because the enemy knows that once you get in the presence, good God Almighty, once you get in the secret place, good God Almighty, in the presence of God, there is liberty. No demon can walk up and down in this place today. If we begin to pull down the presence, The false doctrine tells us that we can come as we are and stay as we are and we don't have to work on living righteously nor walking in holiness. Uh, the, 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 the society now says you can have your cake and eat it too. You can dress anyhow, live anyhow. Ah, you see the problem we face is that the new church movement is creating a church without standards. And God is a God of standard. God is a commitment. God is a covenant keeping God. He is a God of standards. And I can tell you that we're not going to experience the move of God until we can adhere to the standards 
standards. Ah, whatever he says, that's what we're going to do. Can I tell you when I just start church, I saw some people play in church. Can I tell you when I get into church, I said I'm giving God six months and I'm not going to operate like the people in the church. I decided to go after the presence of God. Good God Almighty, the moment I got in there, the presence of God started to show on me because you see it's only for those who desire it. That's what David says that as the deer panted for the water brook, so doth my soul panted after you. Some of you will not see any signs nor any wonders because it's room for rent and apply within. Oh good God Almighty, but the church of the living God must take it higher. We gotta take it deeper. We gotta go into another dimension. Get off the peripherals and get in the game. You got to say, God, not gonna serve you in hypocrisy, but I'ma serve you right. I'm gonna walk right, gonna talk right, gonna live right. I say, show me your glory. I didn't come to play church, but I need to get in the presence. I need to move from where I am. I need the glory. I need the presence. I need another dimension. I need to see a move of God. Come on, Adonai Ministries. Get in the game and say, Lord God Almighty, I am hungry. I am hungry. I need the glory. We can't expect Pentecost to come if we're not consecrated. We cannot experience the fullness of his glory until we position our temple for it. Second point, you got to position your temple for the glory. You see, our body is the temple of God. And therefore, we must treat it as the temple of God. We must understand that our body house the third member of the Godhead. Therefore, we got to spend time in the presence and allow our prayer to flow from our bodies and put it on the fasting to get rid of those things that get down in the flesh. But you got to put it under subjection and say, body, riba, shoboko, everything that lie in the sin nature, we got to get rid of spiritual toxin, open it up to worship, declog it from gossip and backbiting and fornication and adultery and hypocrisy and selfishness. We got to teach it to desire 
spiritual things. We got to teach it to put God first. Teach it to make sacrifice for the kingdom. Teach it to tithe. Teach it to practice the fruit of the spirit. Love and joy and peace and gentleness and self-control and how to undergo long suffering. That when the demon of long suffering oh God come oh God we gotta say God we know it's a fruit. It's not a demon but it's a fruit and if I'm gonna suffer God God let me suffer according to your will. Let me be able to go through and not shame you. Oh glory be to God. But we got to position the temple. And then I position the temple. You see the atmosphere of the church must be conducive to welcome the Holy Spirit in order to experience the manifestation of the presence of the Almighty God. The atmosphere of the church must be conducive. You, you got to understand that God is in this place. And because God is in this place, you got to respect the anointing. You can't be walking up and down. You can't be on your phone. You can't be talking to the neighbor that is beside you. Your attention should be. I know that there's a holy God in this place. And I come to submit. I come to surrender to a holy God. Good God Almighty. Because if you don't position yourself for the temper, if you don't position rather your temper for the glory, you're not going to see the glory of God being manifested. But Moses was hungry for the glory. And the problem is the church needs to be humble, should be humble enough to be hungry enough for the glory of God. You see, if we examine the revivals through the ages, it is said that every 100 years, there's an awakening within the body of Christ. And these awakenings are always experienced when men and women of God decide to heighten their spiritual walk with the Lord by living righteously and embarking tenaciously on spiritual disciplines. You see, anytime the church decides to take it to another level, another level in God, it creates a paradigm shift. Allow me to talk to you about three awakenings in the age, the ages that pass. The first great awakening was in 1727 in the Moravian community when a visitation was felt from God after a period of prayer repentance and reconciliation. Nicholas Count Ludwig von Zinzerdorf, a German was the leader of the movement that began, listen to this, 24 hour of day prior meeting. In the later 1700, John Wesley was a part of the Holy Club in Oxford. Wesley traveled 250,000 miles on horseback to preach 40,000 sermons, wrote 233 books, and have left 750 preachers in England and 350 in the Americas. 1906 to 1915, we have what you call the Azusa Street Revival. William Seymour prayed seven hours per day 
for months. And the revival brought back into focus the gifts of the Holy Spirit. One thing which was sparked by these three instances is the hunger for a move of God. The Moravians had 24 hours of day prayer meeting. Some of you can't even pray for an hour. John Wesley brought holiness to another level and Seymour prayed seven hours of the day and shut out the influences of the world. What am I trying to say at an eye ministries? If we expect to see a move of God, we cannot be ordinary, but we got to be extraordinary. We got to get off the fence and don't allow anything to hinder the glory. We got to position ourselves and our temper to pull down the glory. You see, we need to say, God, it's less of me and more of you. You see, sometimes you got to get to a place where you can say like the songwriter, I need your glory. I need your presence. I need more of you, God. So much more of you. You see, when you get in the presence of God, you don't care who is looking at you. You don't care how you look or how you sound. But all you are saying, God, is that I'm hungry. I need a move of God. And sometimes you got to get down on your knees. Good God Almighty. And you got to begin to get up into the heavenly realms. Because you see you can't be ordinary. But you got to be extraordinary. If you're going to do it like others. You got to get the same result. But Adonai Ministries. With the pandemic upon us. And so much things happening. I dare this church to get uncomfortable sometimes you got to prostrate man you got to say God it's me again standing in the need of prayer for I need your glory I need your power more of you God less of me God I come God because I need a move God stop the pandemic God God Almighty shield us from the storm we need the presence we need the anointing for the anointing destroy the yoke Good God Almighty, good God Almighty, somebody need to get in the glory, somebody need to get in the glory, come on out of night, you're too comfortable, you got to get in the glory of God, men are dying, people are dying, people need the Lord, get uncomfortable, Somebody help me pull down the glory. You gotta get hungry. I don't know what you came for. Some of you came for a miracle. But the miracle can only flow when you get in the presence. Somebody need to get in the presence. Get in the presence. Get in the presence. 
get in the presence. Come on, get in the presence. Get in the presence. Forget about yourself, man. Don't come and spectate me. Man, I didn't come. This is not a concert. I didn't come for a performance. You got to bow your heads and begin to talk to our holy God. Begin to reason with our holy God. Let him know that you want the glory. Somebody need to get in the presence. Somebody need to honor him. Somebody need to get in the presence. Somebody need to talk to him. Somebody need to say, God, I am hungry for the glory. I need the glory. I don't want ordinary, but I want extraordinary. I'm not going to read about people, but people are going to read about me because I need the glory. And I know when the glory comes, it's going to make a difference. All you need at a night in this season is the glory of God. It's the glory that's going to get you through this pandemic. It's the glory that's going to go and visit your family. It's the glory that's going to make changes. Some of you need to know how to access the glory. Good God Almighty, pull down on the glory of God. You're too comfortable. Good God. God Almighty, you gotta be extraordinary. Desperate things cause for desperate measurement. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on. Oh, God designed us to be glory carrier. If you're not carrying the glory, you're nowhere yet. When you carry the glory, demons bow at your presence. When you carry the glory, no witchcraft can come against you. When you carry the glory, no ill-spoken words can take you out before your time. When you carry the glory, good God Almighty, you're going to see a shift in your life. Some of you need to know how to carry the glory. Come on, somebody. Talk to him and say, God, I need the glory. I need the glory. So the Lord met with Moses in the tent of the tabernacle of meeting. I'm coming down. And when Moses went in the cloud, covered the tent, and the Lord spoke to Moses face to face. And you see, further in the text, the Lord gave him the instructions to bring the people into the promised land. Moses decided to dialogue with God about the mission, and he established and confirmed a couple of things. Number one, he talked about finding grace in God. He talks about God's unmerited favor. Then he confirmed that the people was about, that he was about to lead into the promised land was God's nations and God's people. 
before I embark upon this mission, Moses says, I want to establish, confirm that you, God, are obligated to go with them. Moses made sure that God's presence was a part of the deal. Moses asked God to do something that was never done before. God created an avenue for Moses' request. No one has ever asked to see God. But because Moses has experienced the presence from receiving the Ten Commandments and saw the burning bush and the miracle, he says, I can't stay here. But God, I've gotten so much, but I'm not comfortable with where I am. But I need you to take it further. So Moses decided to ask God, I want to see your face. God said to Moses, I can't allow you to see my face. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to hide you in the cleft of the rock. Ah, so the glory can pass. But why did Moses want the glory so badly? You see, Moses came into the understanding of the importance of the glory of God. You see, when God quickens you and bring you into his presence, his presence become your presence. God always intend for the believer to function in his presence. And why is that? Because the presence of God carries weight. Anywhere the presence is manifested, the kingdom of darkness is defeated. Anywhere the presence is manifested, victory is certain. And anywhere the presence of God is manifested, there is power, dominion, and deliverance. You see, Moses understood his presence will produce purpose. Moses said to the almighty God, God, I got these stiff-necked people to lead into the promised land. And I know that some of them are going to be troublemakers and they're not all going to want to listen to me because you see there's so much of Egypt inside of them that even though I am pointing them to the promised land that Egypt will rise up every now and then that's why they had to build the calf to worship the calf because they want a little bit of Egypt and a little bit of God Moses says I'm going to have to deal with this one point five million of stiff naked people and God Almighty I'm not loose I'm not moving not going nowhere unless I feel the glory I 
unless I see your face because I understand it's not by power nor by might but it's by the spirit and if I have a little bit of the glory I know I can make it it might be hard but the glory is gonna give me the capacity to step in my enemy's neck walk on the mountain top it's gonna have me to defeat death it's gonna have me to defeat the grave it's gonna have me to defeat the obia man the wicker worker it's gonna let me defeat the witchcraft worker it's gonna let me defeat my enemies they're gonna be under my knees all i need is the glory i need the glory i need the glory send the glory all i need god hide me in the rock let the backside pass because when the devil come he's gonna meet the glory he's gonna meet your glory he's gonna meet your weight gonna meet your presence your presence is gonna defeat him not gonna stop here but I want the glory I need the glory show me the glory move in the glory let the glory fall somebody lift your hands and say let the glory let the glory stand on your feet lift your hands Lift your hands. Lift your hands. So let the glory. Let the glory. Let the glory. Let the glory. Ura ba shabaya. Ura bo shabaya. Ura basia. Somebody lift your hands. The glory is gonna fall. Aba shaba shaba shaba. Eba shaba. Lift your hands and believe. Rabba shabo 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 shabo. Manda rabba shabo kosaba. Let the glory fall in this place. Let the anointing begin to move in this place. Araba shaba baba. Bind up every principality now, God. And God, we say, show us your glory. Show us the anointing, mighty God. Araba shibia. That we're not leaving the same way that we came. Thanks for listening. Our mission here is simple. To bring you the saving love of Jesus Christ through salvation. We hope you'd subscribe and share this podcast so you can receive the latest podcast in your daily victorious Christian walk with God. We also invite you to visit our website, www.adonaiministries.ca to know more about us. You can also follow us on social media to join our live services online to stay connected. Worship with us this Sunday at Adonai Ministries Toronto, located at 1111 Finch Avenue West, Unit 34, Toronto, Canada. We'd love to pray with you today. Simply call plus one, six, four, seven, eight, eight, two, nine, seven, zero, eight, right now. We love to appreciate your financial support and donations. It keeps the ministry going. We're praying for you. Adonai Ministries, transforming lives for the kingdom of God. 